0: Everyone, I'm Contester of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT. John, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Uh,
0: we got the take home episode of NXT this week with uh, takeover in your house this weekend. So we'll talk all about that card and tonight's show as well. Before before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, it's available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud spotify youtube apple Podcasts, whatever maybe we've got you covered so leave a like and subscribe so then, no, john we may as well you know start at the end and work backwards We started off with this uh or so we ended up with this uh the, this the like standoff between the, the contenders and the champion for the xc championship match at takeover at carrion cross uh johnny organo pete Dunne, kyle o'reilly and uh adam cole uh we were talking about that last week and I'm kind of predicting that Karen Gross would hold on to the title, but I'm seeing a lot of people wondering if this could be a way to get the title off of Cross potentially. But uh, pretty much every, every, all these guys made their case ahead of this match to try to get some momentum. Of course, it broke out into a brawl. And uh, at first, it looked like uh, Cross was going to stand tall, but then Adam Cole showed up and he left uh, Cross lying. So. Uh based on the, the usual patterns, I, I would guess that's, that would be the, uh, Adam Cole's not going to win, but I think any, really any of the other other guys, at least maybe, maybe not Gargano, but um, some of the guys in this match have a legitimate shot to win. Uh, where are you thinking about this title match kind of um, based on the, the direction we took tonight? Uh,
1: I'm still convinced that and Cross will retain the championship rather handily. Uh, I'm not sure who he will pin. Uh, and I do think this will stay as a five-person match. I mean, there was questions of if Finn Balor would be added. Uh, I, I, it's too late at this point to add him, and I think we'll stay a five-way. Uh, I mean, if they really wanted to, I guess I mean, maybe Balor could confront at the end. But uh, I, I still think Karrion Cross wins. Uh, to end the show, maybe they do something interesting where somebody comes out to confront him. I've seen you know people just on the rumor mill saying they'd like to see Daniel Bryan come out and, and do something or something like that. But I really think that with the way that things are going right now, they're trying to set up carrying cross look rather dominant. Uh, And I think that they might be able to branch out some other storylines with this. I mean, obviously we're going to have some Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly back and forth going on. We're going to get some Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole back and forth. You know how these fatal five way and six way matches go. They always settle various other miscellaneous feuds within the match itself. Uh, But as far as the match itself goes, I just think Carrying Cross is the guy now, and I mean you have you have at least two people in this match that could be called up, and I don't mean like like could be. I'm saying like sh- more like they should be, uh, and I mean like Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Both could have been called up a long time ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. so you
1: ha- you have to wonder if like their time is coming to an end with the return of fans coming up, or maybe they just milk it out until the draft in a couple more months. But nevertheless, I mean, with all the releases we've seen, the main roster kind of needs more fire firepower, particularly in the ladies division. But I mean, the men's is always you know needing some t- talent as well. NXT has been doing a great job of building up their talent, but uh, yeah, this match I'm all cross. Uh, I assume you agree. I I do. I think that that'd
0: be most realistic, uh, you know, especially when we saw the guys come out here tonight, I was thinking, you know, Adam Cole, very much a guy that has been the, the very, you know, face of NXT Johnny Gargano as well. So I would be surprised if either of them won, although the DJ SCA wondering or maybe predicting if cross did drop the title, maybe Gargano would get another title reign. And I just, I don't know if I see it. I mean, you know, both guys had pretty fairly lengthy runs of the titles, obviously, especially Adam Cole, um, Pete Dunne is like kind of a dark horse. Kyle Riley feels realistic if they do want to take the title off of Cross. But I do think more likely than not, we are going to see Cross retain the title. And, you know, we were talking about it last week. He's a very dominant champion. That's kind of the theme of NXT these days dominant men's champion, dominant women's champion. And it's hard to really see either of them losing the titles um at least uh, this at uh, this uh takeover so i, I that would be my prediction um well then, you know maybe that some potential for a, a Kyle O'Reilly victory if that is the the direction that they want to have cross potentially move up to the main roster anyway um but yeah i, I think his reign is really just kind of starting out so that would be my prediction at least but i mean i think it's gonna be a great match no matter what you put we, just, we were saying last week you put you know five of the best guys on NXT in the same match you know it's gonna be very good the only bittersweet downside, and we mentioned it last week as well, you, you just wish uh, it could be in front of fans because that would be a very electric match like that. But it will also be a very good match even in this uh, Capital Wrestling Center. Um, so I'm I very much looking forward to it. We do have takeover take over this weekend. So we got a little more uh, clarification on the card, some matches added to the card, and some stipulations added. And uh, let's get right into it. The million-dollar title is back, a move that had been widely predicted uh if not reported but now now it's official dbaz came out and uh, at first he brought down the ladder of success and i i thought that that was it i thought it was gonna be a ladder match and i guess uh, maybe naively i was like oh they're not gonna bring the title back but obviously when you have a ladder match you need to have something to retrieve so they brought the title back the winner of this match between la knight and cameron grimes will uh, be the, the million dollar champion and, of course, I, we've been talking about this. I was hoping they'd go in this direction. Yes, uh, uh, Neskka is saying that, yeah, it, this is expected. I'm just glad they actually did it. I, I would be disappointed if they did not. But, um, now for me, I don't know. I, I like what we've been seeing with Cameron Grimes in terms of this program with DiBiase. He would make more sense at this point. But, man, we got this promo from LA Night tonight, and he was in his mansion. He was partying with the ladies, and you're cutting this very, you know, Ted DiBiase-like heel promo. And I I kinda came around. I thought, you know, maybe maybe give it LA Knight the rub here. But, you know, I, I think this one for me, beyond the the that main event we were just talking about, this might be my, you know, maybe second most anticipated match of the night because I do like the story here and I think it could really benefit either of these guys to win the title here. What what do you think about this uh return of the title and potentially who will be who might be walking away with the newly uh returned million dollar title, John?
1: Uh, I think the most important thing actually here is what they do after the match, not the build to the match. Because historically, this championship hasn't been the most successful title. Great. Uh, I'd like to see how they take this after, obviously after the match. Uh, uh, leads into what I'm going to say next is uh, I, I do think LA Knight is going to win this match. Uh, I know he's the heel and Cameron Grimes cut a pretty good, babyface promo tonight that people want to see more of in the future. I think he can do that, uh, playing the role of kind of chasing down LA Knight after he wins, you know, like I want revenge type deal. Uh, I, I I just don't think Grimes really needs this as much as LA Knight might need it. Yeah. Uh, I think he would really benefit from this and he, I think he could be the one to take this title to kind of more and it's never going to be, like, when I say take it to new heights, it's not going to be at the level of the NXT title. It probably won't even be at the level of the North American title. I mean, there's just so many titles in NXT that um, I just, I don't see this being anything super relevant, but I think it's enough to get LA Knight over until he moves on to the next thing, which uh, I assume might be a North American title run, who knows. But uh, I think that this is good for him. This is good for now. Platinum matches are always good. They're always fun. Uh, what do you think?
0: I would agree that the LA Knight needs it more, and we saw a little bit of uh, maybe like the this tease that Grimes doesn't even need to win to benefit. Where he did cut that baby face promo, and he was kind of at least hinting at like, oh, I don't need the money. Like you know, I'm I'm just gonna win this match anyway. Like nobody. What can touch role?
1: Me. What role do you think Teddy Biaosi will play this weekend? If any, do you think he'll be ringside for the match? Do you think oh, he'll be
0: there at all? 100%. I think he has to be. It's his title. These guys are fighting to, um, I guess... Uh, carry on the legacy. Carry on his legacy. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, like, it'd be weird if he wasn't there, and especially to kind of uh, present the title to whoever wins. Um, I think there's a possibility that he could cost Grimes the match if they want to keep that going. Um, or, But no, at the, the very least, I think he'll be there to kind of you know, just witness. He's the, the
1: kind of guy that would screw someone over and do the everybody has a price thing, so uh, yeah. I, I would keep my eye on that. You're probably right. But the yeah. match itself, gimmicks aside, story aside, I think the match has potential to be pretty good. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not expecting this in-ring wise to be one of the top one or two matches on the card, but storyline wise, it certainly is up there in probably the top top two, top three. But um. Uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but uh, I'm not. I'm not going into this match with the expectation that it's going to be a five star match. I'm right. going into this match with the expectation that it's going to entertain me right. and leave right. me satisfied with the story.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's an important difference where like there will be matches that it will be great you know in-ring action and then there also matches like this one where it's much more not and that won't be a bad match but it'll be much more story driven it'll be entertaining in that sense there is that it can be a fine line but to me i think this is a perfect example of that so we're getting some predictions that you know he might DBS might help ellie knight win or we're getting more predictions that uh kevin grams might win i think this is a a nice chance where like it feels like it could go either way you know i think both men have built, built up pretty nicely so um, I be, I think I'd be happy no matter what, like what happened here. But I think we've been talking about it recently. Where and I think LA Knight wins it because his run hasn't been as as successful as I think I might hope. Uh, you know, when when he, when he arrived, I was very excited, and then he's been kind of floating around a little aimlessly until this point. So I think a win would definitely benefit him in that sense. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. I mean, I absolutely think it's going to be an intriguing match to watch. Um, and with uh, I think that as of the finish of NXT tonight. There's five matches on this card. That's the usual for NXT now. Uh, And I think this is a good uh, match to kind of have. Like, I think this is going to be in the middle. I think you're going to see two good matches at the beginning, two matches at the end. And I think they'll slam this one right in the middle.
0: And to me, like, it's just interesting you think of that placement where, like, if it were a live show, I'd worry about kind of crowd fatigue in that sense where I'd almost rather this maybe open the show to kind of, you know, strike while iron's hot. And then you don't have to necessarily worry about that in the capital wrestling center in this pandemic era. But, you know, as a viewer from home, even like there is that, you know, that, that, that uh, effect is still there. Um,
1: and the good thing with takeovers is they usually only last about as long as an episode of NXT. They're only usually about two hours, if not a little bit over. Yeah. Uh, but that's what people like about takeovers is that, okay. Pre-show at 7.30, show starts at eight and it's a Sunday night and you're, you're done by 10 o'clock. You don't got to wait till 11 or anything like that. Right, so I think it'll be interesting. Yeah,
0: you know, I, and I'm looking forward to it. And they, this match, end of, you know, it's always interesting how they, you know, line the card like that. I like this comment from Herman to Carr though. Uh, we're wondering about what Ted DiBiase might do, but what about Virgil? What about bringing another aspect of the Million Dollar Man's uh, character and man. legacy into this match here? What do, you, what do you think about that, John?
1: My my memory, my last memory of Virgil, as many of you know, was wa- watching him walk through the concourse section of WrestleMania. With a sharpie marker and a security guard, as people walked up to him and said, "Hey, picture, picture," yeah, can I get twenty bucks? Yeah, can I get twenty bucks? And and he was literally turning away people that wouldn't give him twenty bucks. Like I'm not lying. that was a real thing. I wish I would have taken a picture, but I was too busy trying to get dry from the rain. But yeah, uh, I, I think it. I think it would be interesting to see. I guess, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if they want, like
0: at least on paper, if they wanted to go that direction, they they their options of you know ex- incorporating elements of the Million Dollar Man's legacy from Virgil Stephen Chambers talking about IRS. I think you know I don't know if that's maybe as realistic. you know the the, the guy behind the character uh, kind of stepped away from the business a little bit, but uh, I don't know. There they are some fun possibilities. I do I'm think. Not-
1: I'm not crazy, right? This pay per view this Sunday is at eight, right? I saw a comment from Luke saying seven p.m. over by nine thirty, ten o'clock. But I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this pay per view starts at eight p.m. I think. Uh, I just, I, I didn't want to get that incorrect uh, if I was yeah, telling yeah. you guys eight. But I am pretty sure this pay per view starts at eight because I saw uh, an advert for the pre-show starting at seven thirty, and looking at the promotional poster for the show now, it does say eight. And so p.m. I'm seeing eight o'clock so, as well. Yeah, oh. so I think it's eight p.m. Yeah, takeover is eight p.m. this Sunday. Oh, well,
0: I I like my I, I myself like the seven o'clock start time, but eight's fine as well. Uh, and like you know, and then uh, Luke got to start pointing out that Cell is eight o'clock as well. It's a little weird. You know, I think seven to seven o'clock is a fine start time, but oh, oh well. Um, so yeah, like beyond that match, I think it, we're both looking forward to that one, seeing how that goes. And you said, John, that you think will be entertained by. It. I would agree. Uh, something else could be very entertaining. Uh, is this winner take all six man tag team match where uh, Bronson Reed M- and MSK will face Legado del Fantasma? All the titles will be on the line: North America title and the tag titles. Uh, for me, I think matches like this are can they can be a mixed bag? Because like, if you are the champion, you don't have to get pinned to lose your title in this sense. So like, let's say I don't know, what, what if you know royal Mendoza pins Wesley of MSK? Then that means the Bronson, Bronson Reed loses his title, and it's not even like that. It's not even a stable versus stable kind of thing. It's just like a six-man tag team. And granted, Legato is a stable. I'm just saying there's something that feels a little odd about that. And that, and in a, in a way, you almost like expect the champions to retain in that sense because like the odds that they would lose a title in that sense wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I don't know if you I, disagree. Yeah,
1: I, I don't like those matches that they've done in the past where it's like it's it's a, it's one match but it's two titles on the line that are unrelated to each other. Yeah. I've never been a fan of matches like that just because like if if Bronson Reed pins somebody that's not Santos Escobar, he essentially has taken taken away the opportunity for the a tag a tag title match because MSK technically didn't really do anything to win. Yeah. And, and 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 it's and it's especially worse if say Bronson Reed does pin Santos Escobar because then like okay, the two tag teams had no effect on the outcome of this match, and you know it's gonna happen on Wednesday or Tuesday, they're going to get uh, probably some kind of another rematch. So I think this was more of a of, of a part of the show where like we wanna keep it to five matches. So if we want both of these titles featured on the card, we have to combine them. We're only a couple months in, and the NXT Women's Tag Titles already feel completely forgotten about. I bet you some people in these comments probably couldn't even tell you who the Women's Tag Team Champions are right now. Because they haven't... I mean, they've been featured on the show, obviously. But they don't have a part because there are, unfortunately, other things going on involving them story-wise... Uh, that we'll pr- surely be talking about soon. But yeah, yeah, you you get what I mean. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is that there are the titles that are be- that are left out as we'll probably typically be moving forward on pay-per-views, and this one has been combined as far as North American and tag titles. Uh, and let's not forget about uh Kushida and the Cruiserweight title. Where not on the show tonight, by the way. Interesting yeah. enough. Uh
0: and that's fine. There are plenty of times where people just aren't on the show. Like they don't have to the show every week, and that's fine. It's worth noting that he probably won't be on the, the card on, on Sunday. Well, people
1: it... people lose their mind over that now because let's not forget that Braun Strowman wasn't on Raw for three weeks and all of a sudden he was gone. So people have bad <laughs> feelings now when somebody goes missing for like three weeks. Hey, just man, putting
0: it, that out there. If anything, lately we have learned that uh at least in the WWE mindset, anybody's replaceable. nothing's a
1: guarantee. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, but to wrap up on that six-man tag here, Stephen Chambers saying winner, the winner-take-all should be a great match, and I would agree two great tag teams, two great singles guys, put them in the ring, going to be a good match. And he's saying something different, kudos to NXT. John, I was sitting here just last night praising one of the weirdest angles in recent memory just because it was different. So, I mean, yeah, at least this is something a little, uh, a departure from the usual NXT formula where you mentioned, yeah, they probably wanted to get both titles on the show. This is the way to do it. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, one of this coming from Herman de Carp, and you just mentioned it, talking about uh, Dexter and Indy Hartwell. Uh, apparently, basically, Dexter Loomis, quote unquote, <laughs> cheated of Indy Hartwell with Poppy, uh, mm. where Dexter uh, pre- presented Poppy, the musical star, with uh, a drawing backstage. She hugged him, and uh, Indy unfortunately walked r- walked up to him right at right at that point and saw it as a act of betrayal. You know, some, like he was cheating on her, and she went ran, ran away crying and. <sighs>
1: I, mean, I, love, I, like, I love getting the fans riled up on Twitter about this because there's so many people on there that just, like, I'll let you give your, your take, but I want to just point out real quick that to me they're entering territory where they're drawing this out a little bit too much in too many different ways. Uh, but Triple H was very funny, very entertaining. The look on his face, like, what is going on here? And and if if you're a true fan, you know, like, He's the one that's really behind all this, right. but then he's right. the one that's like, "What? What's going on here?" So to me, I thought that was ironic. But go ahead, give me your thoughts, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I think.
0: I think here I would agree where the past couple weeks, especially, has been like not even a will they, won't they kind of thing, but it's just kind of they are drawing it out in a way. When that, they, when will? Yeah, <laughs> right. But it's like. I, it, they had been doing a really great job of keeping the story going and like progressing and, and I, i've sat here for a couple of weeks and i was like oh like this week they did this and like it was it's an evolving storyline and like obviously this was movement of some sort but like i guess i was hoping for a little more like the past maybe two weeks or so it's been a pretty slow like yeah they've kind of like slowed it down and not even in like a you know a slow burn kind of way because like they, they had to kind of move pretty quickly and now we're kind of slowing it back down again um, so, I don't know I, I I'm still like on board that I'm still enjoying it uh this my my reaction tonight was more like I I think I may have said it week too I just wanted it to happen already I, I, and maybe that's my my theme here and I see just wanting things to happen not wanting to wait but um especially at this point they are maybe losing some of the, the luster that they had at first and I'm curious I thought
1: I thought it was very funny how there was that backstage segment that when they first talked about poppy where uh Indy had walked away saying that she thinks maybe there's still a chance. And then Candace was like, oh, come on. We all know that they were never a thing. And then she's in the ring for a segment later. And she's like, well, we know they were always a thing. And I was like, I mean, I knew it was intentional, but I still thought it was pretty uh, pretty funny that they did that. Uh, but I, I don't know how much longer they really sh- need to wait for this. I mean, like you said, we all know it's going to happen. Comment in here from Kirsch Let Dexter and Indy have their moment. We we want to let them have their moment, but we don't want to let them have their moment in October. We want them to have it in like June or maybe July. Uh, patience does run thin at some point, and to me, it's getting there. And it's it's not even because they've drawn it out; it's because they've made it so obvious that like we're just gonna keep milking this thing out because. And and I, I, because is where I'm going to stop because I don't know because why I don't know. Uh G. D. Cassier asked if I'm jealous do I want Indy? No. I don't want Indy. Uh, I no, I don't want Indy. Um, but apparently Dexter does but I I I it, it was intriguing to me like what why do the whole thing with Poppy in the first place like if he really was interested in Indy why is he giving this picture to poppy for indy to find him in the first place to me that was kind of like a almost like they kind of backed themselves into a corner there. like why is dexter going after whoever now is he a player or something uh but it's going to be intriguing to see where they take it and how they finish this thing out uh they just they need to get the ball rolling on this and i i want to state for the record I don't think that anything with this is going to happen at TakeOver this week. I think they're just going to completely wait until next week to further develop this. I mean, maybe I could see something like on the pre-show or whatever, but one thing that gets lost in the mix all this is Dexter is a damn good artist. Like, he draws those pictures himself. He's good.
0: Yeah, I I always like that. I remember uh, what was that? I think New Year's Evil? He like did, he yes. did drawings yeah drawings for that, and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, so I like that aspect of his character, where of course he doesn't he hasn't actually he doesn't talk, but he he communicates through these drawings. And I I've always liked that touch of his character. So
1: and that's one thing people are talking about. Also, do you think like do you think he'll eventually talk? Like, do you think this is like Ron Simmons thing, where like he's eventually going to talk, but he's not going to oh, say has- damn, but he's going to say something.
0: He has to, right? I thought that night nice <laughs> as well. Like we're they there silently, and and maybe I just I don't know why I had thought of it before, but yeah, he's they there not saying anything, and that he's he's in this romance angle. Like the guys got to talk eventually, right? Like uh, you know they're they're probably building it up at some point. You know that they'll, he'll say something. You know I don't know what what that would be. I don't His know what, first
1: words will be. be "I love you." I was just gonna say. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I be, would not
1: doubt cool. that one bit. I would not put that. I mean, but but then again. We're talking Triple H here. We're not talking Vince and Russo right. and all right. that stuff. We're talking Triple H, who is much better at relating to a crowd and understanding his environment. He is a very good, like Michael Kent says, HHH knows how to book a show, and he does. I mean, I wish that NXT had the publicity that Raw has because if 1.6 million people were watching NXT – and realizing how good it is, I think they would go up. I mean, we got Raw going down. Unfortunately, NXT's Boogie Tuesday has not turned out to be as successful as once anticipated. They're pulling in the exact same numbers as they were on Wednesday with competition. Uh, So they they might need to do a little bit of research into that and figure out what's going on. I'm sure they will at some point. But it it just sucks that more people aren't being exposed to this program because like the people in our comments here – know that it's a good show. They know me and you know it's better than Raw. Yeah. But but the cat but the casual fan doesn't because they just haven't been exposed to it. So
0: I- I will say, segue. Uh, we've been seeing some like more promotion of NXT on Raw lately. Of course, they do share the USA network with Raw, so that makes perfect sense promotionally and for you know that collaborate, collaborative you know spirit for both from a WWE standpoint and from a USA network standpoint. It's their show. It's airing on their channel. Um, but yeah, last night on Raw, uh, we, they had a video segment for the the five way title match, and they had Scarlett kind of hype up the you know the, this this title match there. And for me, I like, you know, I, I saw that. I'm like, that's a great way to kind of present or or you know, maybe draw in like that the casual viewer that's not watching XT every week to say, Oh, that looks interesting, you know, pure because Scarlet has a very like you know charismatic presence and then she, you know, there's something and the crosses with her as well. So the to the two of them do have that great chemistry. So, like, you know, if you if you don't watch next, you see that and you you know, there's a good chance that some some people out there can be like, Oh, okay, I don't know who these people are. I don't know anything about them, but I'll check it out. You know, I think that's a good strategy.
1: Yeah. I just wish that they, and I know people have talked about this before. Some people are for the idea. Some people are totally against the idea. I just wish that every now and then they would run an NXT match on a main roster pay-per-view. Like we, like we saw what could have happened at WrestleMania uh, with SummerSlam coming up. I mean, this match, we're getting this on a, this fatal five-way match would be a banger at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, I mean, you pull the trigger on something like that, and who knows? I mean, what if Daniel Bryan did show up in NXT? Like, that would also draw people in. I mean, thinking outside the box here, having Daniel Bryan versus Kerry and Cross at a SummerSlam or even on an NXT or any anything with NXT, that's going to get you more fans. And I think the difference between NXT and Raw is if NXT can get these viewers, I think there is a much better chance they will retain these viewers because the product is good. It's entertaining, and the in-ring quality is good. NXT used to be pretty much solely in-ring action, but over the past year, they have really excelled at the storytelling and the the segments and everything like that. And that's credit to not just Triple H, but all the superstars. We, We know before Johnny Gargano couldn't cut a promo to save his life. And now he's one of the best at it. Karrion Cross, Adam Cole are both gold at it. And Kyle Riley is also very good at it. I mean, if you look at the people in this match, the only one that somewhat has a little trouble with their promo work would be Pete Dunne. But there's an understanding there that, you know, he he's an in-ring guy. He came from NXT UK. That's what they do. Right. Uh, and I think I think this main event on Sunday, and like I said when they first announced it, has the – caliber to be a match of the year NXT when it comes November and they're voting on this I mean what do you think
0: yeah, I mean, I think of, um, for me, the, when I first started watching NXT, it was like the the days of Aleister Black, Ricochet, I, Adam Cole is still there, obviously. And there was, there would be plenty of matches, even on the NXT show, it's like not even a, a takeover. They would just ha- put multiple guys in the ring and just, they'd you know, steal the show and put on a, a great match like that. Now you put this match for the title on a takeover, you can very well imagine uh, that it will be a f- fantastic match, whoever wins. Uh, for, so I would be hard-pressed to think of anything that could kind of, you know, top that by the even, I, I sit here that saying that now in June, but you know, there's still six months, but I think it, it would have to be a contender, like you're saying. So um yeah, I, am very much looking forward to that. I think it'll be a great main event for takeover on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I, I, the, we, we've talked about it, you know, the, since we've been doing the show, like, you know, NXT moved to Tuesdays and, you know, it, it was easy to say, okay, they're not up against AW they could, you know, maybe grow the, grow the viewership. They're putting on a good product. That's a good show you know there's some some weeks that's it's a little down or whatever and no show can be great all the time but it is a good consistent show and unfortunately the numbers haven't been there as you would hope but you know it's no.
1: very surprising i think that they they have it. i mean it's, it's it blows my mind that they were going head to head with AEW and both shows were getting more viewers head to head than they were getting each on their own night it's almost like the the one of two things one which is definitely not the case if you watch NXT, you don't watch AEW, and if you watch AEW, you don't watch NXT. I don't think that is the case. No. And the second thing is that people are just burnt out with wrestling. I mean, there's too much. And I get there is, like, there people, is, like and and you often say that it's a good problem to have. I mean, I tended to disagree because I only watch one company, so I think three nights a week is still quite a bit. Sometimes four when there's a pay-per-view. And you're here talking about Ring of Honor on Monday. Then you're talking about Raw. Then you're talking about NXT. And then you're talking about Impact on, on Thursday. And you you started to talk about NWA more. Like, Colin, when is enough enough? Like, fans are starting... Would you agree that fans are getting burnt out to the point that they have to pretty much pick and choose... What they're gonna watch almost like before this week starts like you know what i mean like they're planning their schedules out almost yeah no
0: you're i think you're entirely right and that's been increasingly the case for a while where even if you don't have to choose like it's hard to watch everything like let, live let alone like at all, like even to watch it um, on on replay or or whatever, or or using streaming, you know, it's hard that like, I think WWE alone, if you, if you watch everything, it's probably like, what, like 10 hours or or even- Yeah, you got
1: got three hours of Raw, two hours of NXT, two hours of SmackDown, one hour of 205 Live, one hour of Main Event, one hour of NXT UK. And if there's a pay-per-view on the weekend, that's an extra two or three hours as well. And we're up to like 15 hours now
0: crazy and then you know i think if people uh if, if you're if like well, that's the pure wwe sense if you only watch aw aw dark is freaking like two plus hours long now and you got dynamite then they're gonna have yes. page. same exact thing then yes. you factor in if, if if you're someone that watches everything more power to you and, like, and, like, and like, i and i know.
1: think that's why the ratings do matter because the ratings represent what people are dedicating their time to because yeah. not everybody's going to watch everything. So 1.6 million are still watching Raw. And 1.8 million are still watching SmackDown. But because of that, only 600,000 are watching NXT. You know these Raw and SmackDown viewers are exposed to NXT now. You know they know what NXT is. So the, and the whole reason we just had this conversation is because NXT deserves better.
0: Yes, it does. They have
1: worked their butt off to be represented better. And they are acknowledging NXT more on Raw. And I like that. They're not really doing it on SmackDown. I get different networks, stuff like that. And it's not the next night. But uh, I'd like to see more NXT presence at pay-per-views. Even if it's just a promo or a video package. You know? Yeah. Thank I you. would agree
0: because that, that tends to be, I think, maybe they're the peak audience when you have, you know, uh, a lot of people probably don't even watch the the weekly show. They're gonna, I know, I mean, there's definitely a good size, you know, fa- section of fans probably say, okay, I'm just gonna watch pay per view because I hate to say it, but a lot of the time the weekly show can be skippable or you know, not necessarily appointment viewing. So I mean, it's interesting. We were just to wrap it up in in that sense that you know, if WWE is saying they're a content company, like they're competing with a lot of other content in the same genre, right? Cause you know, all, it's all wrestling in that sense. So, you know, and for me, I've, I've long thought, like, even though it's our job to cover, like there is, it's a lot. And maybe it is too much, but um, you know, again, for people that watch all of it or watch a lot of it, you know, more more power to you, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're paid to do it. So like, we got to do it, but man, like it is really crazy to think about in that sense. And that made, again, I think there, I think the burnout aspect is definitely a factor where, it's it's hard to keep up with it all, and then you do have to kind of pick and choose and prioritize. What again, watching live, or or even if you're watching on replay. So that is a factor, and thankfully, with next uh, team moving on Tuesdays now, you know at least there's no, less of that direct competition. But then again, that's another night of the week. So
1: so let of, me let me know. let me get your opinion about something on the show tonight. Moving on because I saw a lot of media outlets and people on Twitter raving over this. And I'm just not understanding what is the love about this. So I want you to explain to me, hit row, what what, (laughs) what makes them so special that people are just like going crazy. I mean, I saw people saying give Isaiah, Isaiah Swerve Scott a title now. So explain to me what, like help me understand what what are we raving about here? What is what is is it the charisma? Like what is it here, John?
0: I was going to ask you literally like word for word the same thing because I'm sitting there watching the the hit row match okay. and seeing seeing the, <laughs> seeing the same reaction. And you and I have talked about it in recent weeks. Are so like it's not bad i don't even dislike it but i can't say oh like i saw someone tweet that hit row is like the second best thing in wwe yes! uh, beyond roman yes! and i'm like um i don't know about that all right like again they're not bad it's not you know something that i'm not, even, I'm not gonna knock it but i i very much struggle to see how you could put on that <laughs> level um i think it, it, i like uh... it i think I, I will say um you know we got this match with uh swerve scott he beat killian dane I think it, Hit Row has something good for him to give him the, a little more of a rub here a, where he's getting to showcase that he does have that chemistry and that is something to, that you can appreciate. But we don't... We have we, Yeah, you first.
1: It, it's wild to me because if you do a quick search of NXT Hit Row on Twitter, all from the past two hours, you get entries like Hit Row will be the next big thing on NXT. Hit Row is so good. Hit Row is my new favorite faction really loving hit row hit row continues to be one of the best things on mxt and wwe tv period and that was from and i won't name specifically a major wrestling news website that said hit row is one of the best things in wwe and i and nobody's questioning it so i think that everybody is like understanding except me but it sounds like you're <laughs> in the same those and I, and I was I, go- I was going to ask the people in the comments if they knew but it seems like everybody in the comments doesn't understand either so f- from the impression that I get is that it's their charisma their yeah. characters like I don't know how to say this whether it makes sense but they're they're portraying the characters that they want to be so good that you believe it's actually like how they operate in real life. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And, and I still don't know any of these people's names except Isaiah Swerve Scott. There's top I know he, yeah, um, yeah. And he's plan- the one that like was good. And he's the one that does the rapping, right? Like he yeah. raps the song when they come out. he's very good at it. And Isaiah Swerve Scott, okay. His in ring action He's very good in the ring also. But for this to only be going on for like a couple of weeks now, and all of a sudden people are like clamoring over this, I was just coming to you for answers, but I you clearly don't have I'm them. Sorry. So maybe we'll find out together. And yeah. and like uh, with a few of these comments over here, um, I see that DJ says that they're trying to make the woman look like Jade Cargo of AEW. I, I did get that impression yeah. also. Uh, I, I, is she even a wrestler? Like I don't even know if she's a wrestler. I don't like know. I'm, I am so in the dark on this. I haven't felt this like in the dark with wrestling, like something that's happening with wrestling that I'm watching every week in a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, and like Michael Kent is saying, also Damian Priest was so hype about this too. He was live tweeting NXT tonight as like a promotion for just himself. And he was getting hype over Hit Row also. And I'm just thinking like, but you don't know either. So I, I guess we're going to let, <laughs> I guess we'll let bygones be bygones. And, and, and we'll talk about uh, before they came out, uh, you know, obviously before they came out, what was going on in, in the ring then? Do you remember?
0: They Well, the, th- the thing was when they came out, it, it, that was right when they booked the six man thing. So yeah. for a split second, I thought we were going to get, MSK verse and read versus legato versus hit row. And I thought, all right, that's a pretty good way to immediately like to kind of you know, I guess. First time up. you
1: see them wrestle. Oh yeah, we saw
0: I think a tag team match. Don't know I think it may have been top tower and uh, yes. Ashanti the Adonis I think they were in a tag team match a week or two ago. Um but man, like yeah, but I thought they're gonna do like the three versus three versus three, and like that would have been a cool match for the for the takeover. You know, you're talking about like you know, keeping it at five matches on the card you know why not like throw more guys into into that match and like you know maximize that i thought that would be pretty ah. cool but th- again i will say you're just saying yeah th- this group ju- is very very new so to put them in a winner take all title match a that's a pretty quick like fast track and b you'd almost think like okay there's no way they're gonna win that because i i just wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily think that would be the case. I just think uh,
1: too many people would have been expecting them to win at that point, and I don't think that they're quite ready to go off Bronson reading them yet. Uh, But I'll I'll end on this note that it's good news for them that they're trending this positively on on Twitter because uh, much like we talked about last night where it seems like Raw and Vince and them could care less if Raw is positive or negative as, as long as it's trending number one. Triple H does care about what people are saying about NXT on social media to an extent where if there is a larger portion of the audience that really likes something, hence Drake Maverick last year got his drawback because of people talking about right. it on Twitter.
0: Right.
1: Triple H listens.
0: Yeah. That and, and
1: you'll you'll have that.
0: Yeah, to wrap it up here, Nando, a friend of the show, I usually agree with him, but, and he's saying, I love Hit Row. Obviously, I swear it's got cool as hell, but he's saying they're definitely better than the acclaimed. And I'm like, Yes,
1: they are. They absolutely are.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, I'm not like, I'm not an <laughs> AW mark. I'm not like, I'm not biased, but like, the acclaimed goes out, they go out there and they like, they cut these great raps they are fun and they like, that like, like, they, they're, they're I like them a lot, and I okay. I, well,
1: then you, you know, know why I said they were better. So let's just not even right. get into that. <laughs> Let, let's leave it at
0: that. But um, you know, yeah, that that's I think that's pretty funny. But no, we're both sitting here struggling to kind of like figure out that the, the hype behind. So that Hit Row. that's
1: everybody's homework for next week when we regather at ten o'clock next Tuesday. Find out why Hit Row is so over, and please report back to us next Tuesday. I would appreciate start, that. It's of oh. the
0: tape and uh, let's yeah. all watch it back and figure out what, what this is all about. Uh, Cause I, yeah, they're not, again, they're not bad. I'm not knocking them, but just to praise them that much. No, already. I think
1: they're good. I just don't understand the hype. That's all. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that like people that are hyping this up are wrong. No, I'm saying no. that explain, like, just help me understand what is so special here. Like. Cause people see something that I don't, and I just want to know what they see.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, and, and it's wrestling. You know, like people see different things differently and like, that's just fine. But I, when that's saying that, you know, like she likes it so far, but at the same time, you know, we have to kind of wait and see what happens with it. So I don't want to overlook, I don't want to overlook the woman's title match at takeover. We got to see uh, Dakota Kai face Ember moon. Moon will be facing Raquel Gonzalez on Sunday. Uh, they've been kind of going up with going with that kind of feud for a couple weeks now. Uh, and it looks like it was it was a competitive match to location the, the depth of the women's division. Uh, then Gonzalez attacked um, Ember Moon to, to make it a, a DQ finish there. Beat her down or, or had him beating her down. But then uh, Moon kind of got the upper hand. So, you know, like, you know, going off of the usual pattern, sorry, I would think that. And I, I would think it anyway, but then you, you know they kind of uh, telegraphed that you know, by having uh, Moon all Gonzalez is probably going to win again, just like Karen Cross in a lot of ways. Dominant champion, probably not going to drop title here. Uh, and this is a single smash, and I definitely would not expect uh, Moon to win. I think she could and again, there would be a potential for an upset. But I would be very surprised if she did. And that'll be a good match. I think uh, Moon has been. You know, it's this redemption story. We talked about it last week, where she was going to retire after she got injured. Comes back to NXT, where she was much more successful um, than her main roster run. So going back to kind of her not comfort zone, but a place that she had been very, uh, very successful already. So um, kind of heating that that match up uh, on this go home show. I like that good match here, um, and I think I think that'll be another good match on the pay per view, but. Uh, well, I, I don't think we mentioned it, um, but you, it came back, you know, so now she's, uh, adding even more depth to the, the woman's vision there. Um, and to me, that's interesting that, you know, like I thought she was gonna get called up. I thought, you know, she lost the title and then she like, came back a little bit, um, uh, you know, so that she had an interaction with Frankie Monet, but, and then she went away for a bit and I thought she would, that she might take a little time and then get called up, but no, she, now she's back in the NXT John. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they implement that. Like, what are they going to do to reintroduce this into a storyline that makes sense? Uh, as far as the actual women's title match itself goes, I think we're all in the same page that Raquel wins. So I'm inclined to believe that EO and Raquel are in line for some kind of rematch.
0: Yeah. And they tease that where, um, you know, uh, kind of briefly confronted uh, Gonzalez backstage, so I think that might be in the cards, but, uh, you know, overall here, you know, I think I I enjoyed most of tonight's show. Uh, I I really do think the TakeOver card has potential to be a very, very good show on Sunday, and uh, yeah, even though I'm not necessarily expecting anything crazy in terms of change or title changes or anything, I think it'll be a bunch of good matches on Sunday. But that's for tonight. Uh, For me, I mean, like, I enjoyed the show, but at the same time, I struggle to say it was like a, a great show. You know, I, I I felt I felt like a dragged points for me. Even though I really like the million dollar title coming back, uh, I'm really on board with this the five way match and the NXT title. So I'll go for like a seven point three. That might be a little high, but I don't want to be too negative. What do you What do you think, John? Um,
1: I'm gonna go for a seven and a quarter. Yeah, seven and mm-hmm. a quarter. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the, the developments for this week were pretty entertaining. Uh, hey, this it's been a while since I got to talk to you guys on a Sunday night, and I'm, I'm excited to get to talk about the NXT post-show after the live pay-per-view this Sunday. So make sure you guys are back here on Sunday night because we will be talking about, uh, from what I think will be a night with no title changes, so that's agree. always that's always interesting when you have a takeover with no title changes.
0: Yeah, and again, even though they, admit, I wouldn't expect any changes. I think we're going to we're going to see some great matches. And you were mentioning about the the five way title match in the main event. That'll also be a nice way to kind of resolve some of those. Uh, feuds within that match itself so like there, there should be kind of some definitely some take, takeaways to keep an eye on so as for the the ratings here uh definitely getting some good feedback nando with it, saying it was good with 7.5 anthony with an 8.4 dj cassio with a 9.9 9. more more power to you for liking the show that much but Eddie's higher with a 7.3 nesh chris with an 8 Laura on 8.2 craig Backman with 7.5 kevin taylor with an 8.1 so you know and we, john we were just talking about earlier i mean xt is putting on they're putting on a good show and eight from michael kent rowdy warren eight as well you know that's a good show it's a good product and yet again just uh unfortunately the ratings aren't really backing it up but we've been saying for a couple weeks now they just have to be, keep doing what they're doing believe in what they're doing believe in this good product and hope that by doing more pro- promotion on raw and just you know by you know keep on keeping on that eventually the the, the good work will pay off and you know Again, the NXT always, pretty, pretty much always, uh, really goes goes above and beyond Wolf TakeOver. So I'm looking forward to that on Sunday. Like you said, John. we'll be here on Sunday to talk about it. One more one more eight from Hermit to Takar to, to here. So eight seems to be the average. But uh, we'll be here on uh, Sunday to talk about TakeOver. And we'll have, obviously, new, news coverage as well. Uh, otherwise, John, you and I are here every Monday for the Raw Post Show. Obviously, we're here now for NXT. The Dynamite Dudes Attitude cover AEW. And they also, they also do WCW written for some fun fantasy booking. Robert DeFries and I are, uh, are now on Saturdays for a SmackDown Double Down because AEW keeps getting pushed to uh, to Friday nights, so that seems to be kind of the the new the, the new world order in that sense. And otherwise, constantly a great stream of interviews interviews coming at you guys. Bill Purcell recently interviewed Sean Spears, Fred Rosser, Eric Rowan. Uh, constantly a, a great stream of interviews coming at you guys. So make sure to leave a like subscribe. We appreciate you. Uh, you know, again, NXT, good show and uh you know for takeover this weekend i'm looking forward to it you know a bunch of stuff that they've built up very nicely and we'll be back here to talk about it sunday night and in the meantime john you know whether it's a a good show like nxt or you know i I thought raw was good last night but you know sometimes raw could be a a bit of a slog but regardless if it's an nxt or if it's raw or whatever it might be it's important to do one thing above all others when you're watching wrestling john can you tell me what that is
1: just enjoy the wrestling and just you know appreciate what you've got going on there. And I will leave you with this. Um, people can tend to complain about whether they you know it can be bad or good, but the important thing is that you're still watching in and out every week. so there's no point in, in making yourself miserable about it. Just enjoy it.
0: Absolutely and that's that's how we're gonna end it. Thanks for listening everybody.